0: Well, good morning. Welcome to the uh, Blue Lake Presbyterian Church. And the title to today's message is Perseverance. But I'd like to kick it off with, uh, with something comical. A burglar broke into a house one night. He shined his flashlight all around looking for valuables when he heard something in the dark say, Jesus knows you're here. He dearly jumped out of his skin, turned off his flashlight, and he completely froze. Then, after a while, he didn't hear anything anymore. So he kind of shook his head and continued. Just as he was ready to pull out a television to disconnect the cord, clear as a bell, He heard, Jesus is watching you. Startled, he started shining his flashlight all around this dark room, friendly looking for the source of this voice. Finally, in the corner of the room, his flashlight beam came to rest on a parrot. Did you say that? He murmured at the parrot. Yes, the parrot said, and then squawked. I'm just trying to warn you that he's watching you. So the burglar kind of relaxed at this point. Like, warn me? Who are you? Moses, the parrot said. (laughs) Moses? The burglar laughed. What silly people would name a bird Moses? The parrot replied, the same people who had named their Rottweiler, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Just walking around Blue Lake on Friday night, giving out some flowers with some uh, sermon flyers, I encountered a lot of dogs, lots of dogs, and I can see why. It's great to have a dog as a pet. I actually remember growing up in Holland, we had a poodle. We got that poodle when he was a year old. The previous owner was a shoe shop owner, and he had left that poor dog in the back of the storage room, in the back of the shop. He kept him in that storeroom a little bit too long, and at one point he came in, and found shoes scattered all over the floor of that storeroom. Well, that was the end of the dog. So our family uh, took that dog in, and for all the time we had that dog, that dog never lost his wild hairs. But I remember as a child, we had a lot of fun with that dog. Well, my wife loves dogs as well. Years ago, we got two Pomeranians, But that wasn't enough. Then we got a mutt, a little bigger. And then we ended up with a a German Shepherd. And then just a few years ago, uh, she found a German Shepherd that was in distress, in a bad home. So we brought that German Shepherd in as well. So now we have four dogs. One small Pomeranian male, dominating three huge female dogs. Quite a comical sight, I must add. But what all these four dogs have in common, the spoiled rotten. (laughs) Now, 2,000 years ago, in the time of Jesus, dogs were far from being spoiled. Those dogs weren't the pets like the ones we know today. Dogs in those days ate the scraps. They were scavengers. And in, my, in Matthew 15, dog scraps are a code word for a test of faith and a test of perseverance. And that is what brings us to today's reading in Matthew 15:21 through 28, which can be found in your pew Bible on page 17. And I'll give you a moment to, to look it up. 17 on the back side of the Bible, by the way. The New Tes- Testament starts was page one again. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented. By a demon. But he did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only to the last sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered, It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed Instantly. On October 23, 1983, 240 American servicemen were killed when a car bomb hit the Marine barracks in Lebanon, Beirut, Lebanon. That city was laid to ruins during the civil war of the 70s and 80s. Now, just 24 miles south of Beirut, about the same distance as Eureka to Trinidad, there is a town called Sidon, and 20 miles farther south, another town called Tyre. These coastal towns were located in a region called Phoenicia, and it was mainly inhabited by Canaanites. Now, you may wonder what Canaanites are. Canaanites are mentioned 150 times in the Bible, mostly in the Old Testament. They were wicked, adulterous people, descendants from Canaan, the grandson of Noah. Canaanites were regarded as the lowest class in society at that time. Oh, the title text of today sure is a challenging one. Didn't Jesus preach to love your neighbor as yourself in the Sermon on the Mount? And at the service, this seems to be a complete contradiction. First, he ignores her altogether, even though she yelled at him (laughs) so loud that it is unlikely that he couldn't have heard her. Then the disciples chime in with their own bias towards Canaanites. Don't listen to her. Send her away. She keeps yelling at us. Then Jesus speaks and proclaims these challenging words. I came to help the children of Israel. Well, I guess we have heard this theme before in Matthew 10.5 when Jesus directed his disciples to go nowhere among the Gentiles and enter no town of the Samaritans, but rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But the Canaanite woman, she doesn't give up. She kneels before him and pleads, Lord, help me. Then he replies with words that we would not expect to hear from the lips of Jesus. It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. Wow. Throw it to the dogs? Not give or feed it to the dogs? No, for extra effect, he says, throw it to the dogs. How much more demeaning can it get? He frames his response in such a way that it truly makes you wonder if there is a typo in Mark in Matthew's recording. Possibly the translators just missed something. But Mark seven twenty four records the exact same event with the same mystifying response. Or oh, in his book, Brilliant on the Basics, author and business coach Barry Gottlieb cites the rules of selling. And here are the first three. Persistence breaks resistance. Number two, selling starts when the answer is no. And number three, ask for the sale. Well, the Canaanite woman must have ripped the page straight out of that same playbook, showing persistence and perseverance despite being ignored or rebuked. When Jesus insinuated that she didn't reserve to be fed with the bread of the grace of God, she convinces Jesus that her daughter needs help using the premise that dogs need to eat as well. And they will eat the crumbs. The culmination of this challenging text comes in the very last sentence. After three rejections, Jesus says, Woman, you have great faith. Go and your daughter is healed. This is such a powerful lesson for us all. How often do we go through times of trouble? Through episodes of sorrow? Through the dark valley? Do we cry out to the Lord for help? Or do we feel it doesn't help anyway? The other day I was talking to a friend in need. I asked if he talked to the Lord. In other words, did he pray and pour out his heart to our Father in heaven? He replied, why would I? It doesn't help anyway. In his book titled Prayer, Our Deepest Longing, author Ronald Rolheiser writes, You must try to pray so that in your prayer, You open yourself in such a way that you are able to hear God say to you, I love you. These words addressed to you by our Creator are the most important words you will ever hear. Because after you hear them, something will be right in your life at a very deep level. Well, according to a study conducted by the Pew Research Center in 2014, 55% of Americans pray daily, and more than three quarters pray on a regular basis. When we pray, do we whisper? Are we meek and subdued when we talk to the Lord? Or do we cry out with passion? An emotion, like that Canaanite woman, shouting out to the Lord. sometimes when we cry out, nothing may happen for a while. Just like it did with the Canaanite woman. But that isn't the reason to stop. If she would have walked away after Jesus ignored her, that would have been the end of the story. Or better yet, no story at all. But she didn't walk away. Even after Jesus rebuked her. And said that he had more important things to do. That deal with her problems. the Canaanite woman stuck with it. She persevered. Roll writes in his book... Life, as we can all attest, is not without its bitter frustrations and crushing heartaches. We live with pain and unresolved tensions that can test the strongest faith and the stoutest heart. None of us want to live with a long, lifelong patience predicated on the promise that in the end, love and justice will prevail. We want love and justice and consummation now, not in some distant future and after a lifetime of heartache. Then a Jewish saying puts it this way God is never in a hurry. So we live with a lot of impatience. Atheists and non believers may say, Enough is enough. But if, in essence, they will no longer wait for God, then the opposite is true as well. Faith is just another way of saying, I will wait for God. If atheism is impatience, faith is patience. Paul wrote in Romans 12.12, 12, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction. Patient. prayer. Well, let me illustrate this with an example. Flower consumption and popularity continues to increase every year. However, demand for bulbs that are planted in people's gardens, the demand for that continues to go down. Consumers are looking for instant gratification. See this bulb right here? At the service, there is nothing exciting or attractive about this bulb. However, when we plant this bulb in soil, with water and nutrition, and and most importantly, time, this will develop into these beautiful lilies that we have in front of us right here. But it takes time and patience and faith for this to happen earlier this morning we heard the story of Joseph in Genesis 45 this is the reunification story with his brothers the happy conclusion after a long road full of trials and tribulations Joseph was sold into slavery at age 17 thrown in a prison for being falsely accused of a crime he never committed. He helped fellow prisoners with interpreting a dream, but still spent two additional additional years in prison. Throughout it all, Joseph maintained his faith in God. He could have given up, but his faith and honesty and perseverance eventually paid off. By the grace of God, he became second in command in all of Egypt. Paul wrote in Galatians 6.9, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. As a young man, Walt Disney was fired from the Kansas City Star newspaper because his boss thought he lacked creativity. (laughs) His first company failed, but he persevered. When J.K. Rowling wrote her first Harry Potter book in 1995, it was rejected by 12 different publishers. Even Bloomsbury, the publisher that finally purchased Rowling's manuscript, told her to get a day job. She did not give up. She persevered. Milton Hershey dropped out of school at at the fourth grade and took an apprenticeship with a printer, but he got fired. Then he became an apprentice to a candy maker. Hershey started three unsuccessful candy companies, but ultimately he persevered. Oprah Winfrey was fired from her television reporting job because she was deemed not suitable for television. Well, we all know the rest of that story. <laughs> when I started at Sun Valley in 1984, Sun Valley only grew iris in the spring. Then we started growing iris in greenhouses for winter production. But low light conditions and the wrong temperature treatment of the bulbs caused significant flower abortion and no flowers. Other iris growers on the central coast grew their iris in the winter outside. So we planted a field of iris close to the ocean in McKinleyville. Well, we felt it was just a little bit warmer, for winter production. Well, that winter turned out to be one of the coldest in years. With plants covered in ice, for weeks on end, and not growing. Then, in April, it warmed up, and all the iris plantings came together. Years later, we grew some new varieties from Holland, called jumbo iris but only half the plants gave a flower. Despite all these difficulties, we persevered. In 1984, Sun Valley was a small iris grower, among at least 60 other iris growers in California alone. Today, we grow and sell more iris than all the other iris growers in America and Canada combined. Abraham Lincoln failed business three times, lost seven campaigns for political office before becoming our 16th president of the United States. The Bible says in James 1.12, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Earlier this week, I heard Joel Osteen give an analogy of a bow and arrow. The more you pull the arrow back, the further it's going to shoot. Pull it back just a little ways, no tension, no pressure. But it won't go very far. When seemingly things don't go our way, we are being pulled back. It is not God trying to punish us. It is not because there is nothing good in our future. God has allowed us to be pulled back because He is about to shoot us farther than we ever imagined. Our destiny is much bigger. Then we realize the Canaanite woman, Joseph, Walt Disney, Lincoln and Hershey were pulled back with adversities, but ultimately destiny exceeded their imagination. You may think you have been handed a raw deal, a lousy job. A great disappointment, a bad break, another setback. When God shoots you out, he's going to make up for lost ground and for lost time. Friends, as we leave here this morning, let us be invigorated with the knowledge that God loves us. He has a standing invitation for all of us to enter into his kingdom. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for us. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. There is no promise of an easy, trouble-free road. Jesus said in Matthew 7:14, "The gate is small, and the path to eternal life is narrow." This narrow road comes with trials and tribulations. He said in John 14:1, "Don't let your heart be troubled; believe in God, and also believe in me." Accept Jesus in your heart as Lord and Savior. With faith, perseverance, and time, we rejoice and can look forward to the ultimate prize, the kingdom of heaven. Thank you. God bless you. Amen.